Please pull up a seat and wind down. Was your sojourn on Rakenjima a pleasant one? The Golden Witch has invited you to a tea party. We hope you choose to attend. Welcome to a hidden tea party. My name is Courtney and I am the witch of video games and these are my guests. Hello, I'm Jess, my pronouns are they, them, and we're recording in the morning because one of us is having sex later. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who that person could be. And now now all of you, you can get to guess who it is. Um, hi, my name's Rowan, my pronouns are they, them, um, and I'm angry about having to have goth early in the morning. Um, well, at least it gave you plenty of time to finish the reading. I was up quite late last night finishing the reading, dear listener. Um, because Which is so funny, because we had like three weeks to do this. We we had a long time to do this, but I've I've had a lot going on in my life. Hopefully... This next reading will be better because I've got some long train journeys coming up, uh, so I can oh, yeah. do the classic the read in public. Time to read in echo. Yes, I've read all of this this mm. in public again. <laughs> I love that for you. I it's, love that. It's, it's the thrill of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like exhibitionism, <laughs> but terrible media. <laughs> Oh my god. So did you enjoy having everyone see the uh, Art of the Chiestas? Yes. We'll get to them. (laughs) (laughs) So to summarize, I did say this on the last episode, but uh, we have read to just before chapter 17, The Witch's Courtroom. So uh, there will be spoilers for everything up to that point. Uh, We're doing, we're recording two today. So yes, you know, just a heads up. Uh, the next two episodes will be going as far as that, yeah. uh, if you are reading along with us. If you're not, don't worry. Um, a lot has happened yes. in the wonderful world of Umineko. <laughs> so many things happen in this chapter. Despite having been reading quite late last night, I have uh, further solved Umineko. As of um, the re- famous episode, Rowan is incompetent. I've, I've developed my <laughs> theories. Um, and now, yes. I, I I believe I've truly... I know who the culprit is, by the way. You've truly... You know who the culprit is. May I ask who the culprit is? Uh, Kinzo. Uh, it's Kinzo. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I, I will expand on it later, but I, I'm, I'm full Kinzo's drag race now. You've been Kinzo-pilled. Nice. I'm Kinzo-pilled. Based and Kinzo-pilled. Based and Kinzo-pilled. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Kinzo Triche real. Kinzo Triche real. Well, shall we get into our summary? Yeah, we start with Kinzo, I think, as well. We yeah. Are, yeah, we do start with Kinzo. Last time we finished off with Rosa talking about how she killed Beatrice. Mm. Um, rip. And Beatrice being like, yep, it's dead. And also, there are 18 people. And 
that is indisputable. Well, not eight, sorry, that there are at least 18 people. Yeah. No, no more, no more. I got <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, we no the box. We'll get there, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we got to the boxes. No more than 18 people. So, you know, definitely not a 19th person. So, Kinzo's doing some tarot reading. It's not looking good. The yeah. tarot cards are like, yeah, you're probably going to die soon. And I, I love the the detail in this that says that the way that Kinzo draws tarot cards is not for, like, divination, essentially. He, like, draws them until he gets the result that he wants. So he's, like, trying to manifest his future through drawing tarot cards. And I'm like, that's queen behavior, actually. Um, yeah. Kinzo's one of those TikTokers that has, like, a little, like, post-it notes on his mirror as he gets ready in the morning. He's like, I'm going to manifest like yes. all good things in my life manifesting piss baddie except he's pulling these cars and it's just like death 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 every time and he's like ooh this isn't great <laughs> death the hierophant mm-hmm. the tower just like the oh, tower yeah. <laughs> um yeah not looking good uh he's got uh genji shannon and cannon in with him in yeah. his study uh and then who should show up but the golden witch Beatrice. Yes. Uh, uh, who immediately sets him on fire. Yes, uh, because she is well, in fact Kenzo in full drag and therefore we cannot have Kenzo. I see, I way. see. Yeah, no, she because she's like, she's like, sorry, you've been picked for the first Twilight and to, to illustrate this, I will checkmate you in chess. And as we all know, when that happens, you spontaneously combust. <laughs> um, so he starts burning to death. So I'm a really big scaredy cat, um, and I I couldn't put up with the CG for this. So I got my uh, partner to like read this for me, read this, and he said, "Hi, Will, who will be listening." Um, he said that maybe it's laughing gas, um, because Kinzo's like burning to death, and he's like really laughing, and he's like the it, the devil's absence is laughing gas of some description it's not like a like a drink it's like he's got like some kind of combustible drugs going on and oh yeah i was i mean if he is full of absence that would make him really flammable yeah too yeah so. um, <laughs> will came up with the laughing gas and then i told him about the absence and he was like yeah that'll do it mm-hmm. so shout out to will for that mm. theory um, I'm Thanks, fully Will. willing to uh, believe that the devil's absence is why both times we've had a Kenzo death, it's been fire related. Yeah, it's interesting. I think as well, there's a, there's um, because Genji calls Shannon, Cannon, and sorry, Kinzo calls Genji, Shannon, and Cannon up to his room once he's had the mm-hmm. bad tarot readings, but they. They're the, you know, they're his furniture. And he asks them to sneak past Goda, who's in the kitchen downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this nice nice little tidbit where it's like, Canon and Genji are established to be very good at sneaking. That's part of the furniture powers. And Shannon just isn't. She didn't oh. get that one. She's a big clomper. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> She's going boing on boing on boing on Yeah, it's her titties. They're just too loud. Um, They're too loud. But I think that will be that will be useful uh-huh. because I think that even if it if it isn't you know a furniture power, knowing that both Genji and Cannon have the ability to sneak really quietly past people is important for some of the mystery stuff maybe um, yes. later yes. on. 
So yeah, we uh, they're they're in Kinzo's study. Beatrice shows up, and then she's like, "Okay, Cannon, here's a deal. If you can beat the seven stakes of purgatory, uh, I will spare you, Shannon, Jessica, George, and like Genji. I think is the other one. I think she, yeah, she gets. She she says like you can choose who survives. Basically, you can, oh yeah, change. you can choose who survives, and that would be the. Uh, but you first, probably, you first have to c- defeat, you have to win the Pokemon battle. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, he fights Lucifer, uh, of pride. Um, there's, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, ricochet noises, lasers, anime sword fights. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you have to play those noises now because you have, you have the Oh, ricochet. I do have them. Like, it just sounds like the Microsoft ricochet noise. It just strikes fear into your heart, doesn't it? Every time. I'm so scared. Um, mm-hmm. Extremely serious so fight scene noises. Um, it plays so much in this fight scene in particular. Yeah. Lucifer's <laughs> uh, really going for it. Um, Cannon has to, like, sacrifice his arm to uh, kind of catch her. Like his, his right it's his left hand, um, I think. His left hand, yeah. He he gets hit in the left hand, like with the stake. Mm. Um But he does win. To, like, he does win. He does beat her. That's two for two on Cannon winning against Beatrice's furniture, which I think is pretty impressive, really. That yeah. is pretty good, yeah. I mean, obviously canonically, um uh, Lucifer is the weakest stake. Oh, is she? She's pride. Yeah, in her bio assume... it says that it <laughs> says so that funny. even though she's the leader, she's the weakest one. <laughs> I assumed I assumed that because she was the eldest sister and pride that she would be the best one. <laughs> but knowing no. that the pride is misplaced <laughs> completely. The, the, yeah, I guess the point is like she's she's too proud to admit that she's the worst one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's great she doesn't want anyone to find out it's it's she's my favorite state she does get Uh, humiliated a little bit in this one um yeah her sisters show up and they're like wow you really suck and and please tell us how much you suck and beatrice is like wow that show was boring lucifer (laughs) and just does a bit of like gravity manipulation to like ping pong her off the ceiling for a little while um as well as like a punishment and i'm just like oh i'm sure that won't come back later no, no, no. I'm mm-hmm. sure no one else no, will no, have no. that happen to them. No, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and Shannon summons like a barrier when all the other sisters show up, and um, is like fending them off. And Genji's like, "Guys, I th- I think we're a bit screwed here," and uh, kills uh, both Cannon and Shannon. It strikes me that. Shannon's furniture powers, like, she's often listed as, like, one of the most powerful furniture or one of the most powerful. But because her power is just a barrier, all she can do is really, like, delay whatever's gonna happen. Like, she doesn't really have combat ability because it's just defensive. It's like, I'm gonna wait. It's gonna take us longer to die now because I'm gonna defend us rather than... It's one of those annoying things that I find happens quite a bit in, well, media, but anime as well in you know specifically where it's like the woman is given the defensive power yes basically means she's a bit useless in most situations um 
To be fair to Shannon, she did kill fake Cannon in episode two. She did. With the help With of barrier. a spider. No, oh, no, not she, that one. He, he, no, he like ran into her barrier and like died. Yeah, there was another fake cannon um, in the yeah. final standoff. Yes. <laughs> We're yes. getting mi- mixed up with our fake cannons. Um, Too many cannons. Too many cannons. But yeah, My so she's at, like, because basically I think like Beatrice was like, oh yeah, like if Cannon does all of this by himself, like, you know, I'll let him choose, I'll you can all live or whatever but then because shannon gets involved she's like well you've ruined the rules of the game so now you're all dying mm-hmm. um yeah but genji just like pats them pats them on the chest and sends them to sleep basically or something mm. um yeah i i so the, my master theory is that uh kinzo is sort of like has established this this version of um like this game and that he's implicated Shannon Cannon and Genji in this which is how I've justified Kinzo dying here because I feel like he's got selected for the roulette whatever that means and I think Genji uh is the person that does all the killing here and we do see him mm. do some killing um, yeah. but I think I think uh there's later we need somebody specific and I think Genji is that specific person okay um mm-hmm. in in this go round i think Genji's the main killer interesting we also we also do then get what is quite interesting is like beatrice really annoyed that she can't now take her anger out on um shannon or canon because they're both dead is like right well i'm gonna mash up genji now instead um <laughs> Um, but Renove was yeah. Renove who who has like he's met Genji and Shannon as well before it's established, mm-hmm. um, and Renove's just been here in the in the background with cups of tea and cookies, um, as you do, and he's just like no 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 Genji you've been excellent furniture and like snaps his fingers and kills him. Um, yes, and I'm like ooh this chair's being rebellious, absolute king Renove. And like Beatrice goes off in a little huff about it because she's like, "You spoiled my fun." <laughs> mm. Yeah, love that. God, um, not looking good for Beatrice. Uh, all things considered, yeah, she's not really having a fun time this episode. She's not. She's not even at episode. this point not particularly in control of anything, seemingly. No. Um. No. So that's fun. I love that. Um, anyway, uh, I think we follow some golden butterflies down. Or the, yeah, stakes, the, the sisters. Maybe? Yeah, the stakes yeah. have yeah, to stakes. have to do two more sacrifices because that's only four dead people. Yes. Yes. And they get so Goda, they go Goda, who's in the kitchen. Yeah. And then they go outside and they mm. find Kumasawa, who I would like mm. to point out why. Like, I don't care. Like. Which version, human version, notwithstanding. Why is Kumasawa in the Rose Garden, in the middle of the rain and the typhoon? It is it's said she does not have an umbrella. What's she doing out there at that time of night? She's just a little bit emo. She just wants to <laughs> go and, like... She's just there like, oh, my life. <laughs> Walking up to Kumasawa, what are you listening to? And it's like, bury the light or something. 
His <laughs> foundations of decay, and she, I'm like, "Come on, how are you?" She's okay? like, I'm Do having my emo moment. <laughs> um. So, our transforms she's like blocking mistakes with yeah her she has she has a barrier powers. and it's like oh my god how does she have a barrier she's not a kinzo furniture where did she get that power from and then she transforms into the mentor tree um, the teacher from the flashback oh my god um and they have an quite intense battle um, yeah. Yes, Beatrice shows up and is like, let's have a huge anime fight in the middle of this garden. Yeah, and so, and yeah, and it's it's absolutely she... mind-boggling. Yes. Yeah. They're summoning... Daryl, she, Beatrice is summoning towers. Yeah, she's like, she summons, uh, they mental... call it shoulder war towers. Yeah. <laughs> she summons them in attack position. And it, it ends up, it plays out kind of, I feel like, like halfway between a Yu-Gi-Oh game and like a Gundam anime. Yeah. Where it's like there's like there's like giant like giant soldier battle line. There's there's like there's like fallen towers with ballistas on them. There's golden god spears. Um, yes. Yeah, which they that, like roasted teacher my is honor. like throwing at them and Wait, no, they don't say roasted mate. What does it say on it? Smothered, Smothered mate. Smothered mate. Okay. I don't know Roasted what mate is a type of tea. Um, It's a chess move. Is it? Uh, oh, interesting. Yes, it's a checkmate where the mated king is unable to move because it's surrounded by its own pieces. Oh. Ah. Smothered mate. So, uh, that's just what I want mm. Natsui to do to me, you know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> what smother you <laughs> i want to be smothered mate <laughs> um also to note from this sequence uh because beatrice uh prime summons these like two towers war towers and so we get the incredible line from teacher which is looks like your twin towers won't help you now <laughs> um, which is what a reference she was listening to foundations of decay what can i say mm. <laughs> um she was there the day the towers fell um, apparently um, apparently and yeah so just we end with um, Mentor Triche winning mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Smother mm-hmm. Mate. Yeah, she gets the, the, uh, the golden spear goes like right through Beatrice, like impales her like through the body. It's... Oh. But then plot twist, it turns out that she didn't actually win and that this was all an illusion and that Beatrice actually killed her really early on in the yeah, fight. Yeah, so she killed her early on but like kept going with the fight just anyway, vibes. just for fun mm. and to like trick her into thinking um, she'd won, but but she'd actually summoned four towers in the beginning, not two, and the the two other ones had basically like peppered her with bullets from behind or whatever. Um, but she didn't notice because mm. she'd been instantly resurrected to continue the fight. Um, so yeah. it's only in that last moment when Beatrice is impaled where she's like, "What's that?" and the- <laughs> behind you there's an eerie hedgehog 
it says there's an eerie hedgehog <laughs> behind you teacher and like and then it goes no it was her own body full of ballister holes and i was like those things are not do not look the same has <laughs> um, the owner of an eerie hedgehog i can <laughs> confirm does not look like a bullet ridden have, yeah corpse. have you ever have you ever looked and been like oh god a corpse full of bullets oh no it's just my hedgehog <laughs> it's just my- i think it I think it was meant to imply there were like a bunch of like spears sticking out of her or something. Yeah, yeah I'm um, not entirely sure. Yeah. So like like hedgehog quills, I think is what they were getting at. But it is yeah. very funny. Um, Thank you. Um, but yeah, it Echo does. For yet another beautiful piece of writing. I know, and it does. It does. I feel like the whole thing is basically a metaphor for. You know how we've been told that Beatrice won't always make what are the technically the best moves because she lives for the drama. Um, So, like, it wasn't like the best move for her wasn't to get impaled. Like, it would have been to win instantly. But she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, I'm going to win, but I'm going to make it look like I've lost first because that's more dramatic. To be Um, fair, it is more dramatic. It is. Yeah. Um, before we progress at all, I just want to go back quickly to the scene um, in the study because I, I've been going through, I keep notes of different quotes that I want to bring up. And I do want to bring up a canon quote real quick um, because canon says, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I want to be happy. I've had enough of being furniture. I want to become human and have normal love. Um, yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I remember screen capping that from canon and being like, this is an interesting character moment from canon. This will not get expanded on this game. But I want to flag it now. because Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because the, the attitudes of Shannon and canon in this one compared to episode two are basically the other way around. Like, yeah. Shannon's like, yeah, you know what? I've had my love. Yeah, we didn't get married or whatever. But like, I, I fell in love. I'm quite happy to die now. Um, and Canon is like, no, actually, I want, I want to be with Jessica. Um, yeah, and actually, fi- and is willing to fight for it as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Which hmm, I do remember seeing a bit more remorse from Canon in episode one, um, and I think that's because he mm-hmm. had to kill Shannon and stuff in the garage but it's interesting how their like views change depending on who asked to be killed and Mm. so forth i don't um i also want to point out that so the reveal that kumasawa is beatrice's old master her teacher whatever um brings up some interesting um Mm -hmm questions because in the game it basically it says oh yeah like that 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 personality that teacher witch was living inside kumasawa and she has now woken up um because like more magic is seeping into the scenario basically because battle has been um battle surrendered last time um, so she's been released and it was talk- talks about how she was sleeping. Um, but I don't, I don't know how much, like, does that imply that human Kumasawa was all like, in, if there's a human version of this story, does that mean that the human Kumasawa was like a servant for Beatrice? Um, 
as well in the past and like a mentor figure and stuff or are the two characters very separate and it's just like the witch version is is just basically putting one in the body of somebody else i have theories about the mantle of beatrice um as like we spoke about maybe it's a title of some description and i think that's accurate i do think that this is perhaps referencing that maybe kumasawa was at uh kildorian Kildorian? Kuwadorian? Kuwadorian? Kuwadorian. Yes. Uh, the yeah. Kumasawa was perhaps worker there, um, which would make sense why this Beatrice has memories of Kumasawa Trice. Like, mm. Beatrice Prime mm. remembers uh, Kumasawa Yeah, Trice. possible. Because Kumasawa as yeah, well... I mean, the timeline... Like, should line yeah, up. Kumasawa's old. She clearly also knows more than she lets on at any point, and nobody actually specifically asks her any direct questions about any of this at any point so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, which is stupid because I feel like the amount of time that Kumasawa has spent on this island, she'd probably have a really good idea as to like different places you could hide gold. Yeah. Um, but she keeps either being shoved off to do servant things or dying um or or just kind of being around murder and going oh she does a lot (laughs) which is mood yeah she says something like oh it's my job to observe early on which is really interesting now i don't i don't have much more than that but she does say that i feel like she could shed a lot of light on these situations if we can get her to talk (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Kumasawa survives till the end next time, please. Yes. Um, I also want to say, so the, the the enormous anime fight, absolutely hilarious. But I mm-hmm. do feel like, I, I was a bit confused in the fact that, like, obviously, so Beatrice is established as a Western witch. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the imagery and stuff in the fight was quite Greek god-inspired. Like mm-hmm. there was, there was like the um, teacher was summoning the golden god spear and like threw it at Beatrice from atop a flying horse where she was sitting with the god of war and death. I was like, okay, so she's with Ares, um, and like Beatrice summons the Aegis shield, which having having just read Percy Jackson, I know mm. is also a thing that's from Greek mythology. <laughs> Ah, uh, good, good. Another good read. Uh, Percy Jackson podcast starting soon. Um, so I'm, I, I just think it's quite interesting that they've, um, they've gone for that kind of imagery when so far Beatrice has only been associated with the kind of Christian occult stuff. I um, don't know if this is because this book is fucking obsessed with Dante's Inferno. Um, and whether it's like, because uh, I've not read Dante's Inferno, but that kind of literature often likes to make like classical Greek and Latin references yeah. in order to like establish it as uh, like classy, I guess. I'm yeah. struggling for the word. And we do see later um, that, uh, I, I guess I'll say it now, um, Teacher Truce, um that she assumes the name Virgilus, uh, which I feel like is in very clear reference to Virgil from Dante's Inferno, who's like the guide that shows him round hell. Mm. Um, we've got the seven 
like sins, uh, yep. layers of hell, the stakes. There's there's a lot going here, and I I not having read Dante's Inferno, I can't like pinpoint. Oh, this is this, this is this. But I do wonder if that's why. Yeah, the the slight mishmash also might just be because they're mainly focusing on it for the aesthetics. Um, and it's pretty mm-hmm. fun. And, and I'm just like that. That fight was like I'm like yeah okay. It was absolutely fucking ridiculous, but it was pretty epic, I guess. <laughs> I, I I am I am weak for like some just big dudes, and we did get like the line of soldiers who like don't really have faces. They've just got little eyes, and I was like. Hanging out and with they the summoned lightning spears and stuff. Yeah. It was all very, you know, like, I, overkill. I, I'll allow this. This is fun. <laughs> um, um, mm. But and then <laughs> and then so like um, they have that battle, and then like there's this this shift to meta battler who's like what the fuck <laughs> just happened? Yeah, battler is just. <laughs> Baffler's just losing his kit. <laughs> what? Like, wait a second, what? And then Beatrice is like, yeah, take it all yeah. in, suck it out. Look at all this magic that's happening in front of you. You gonna deny me now, huh? Um, and then she's like, oh, Renovo, can you just, like, take all the bodies and set up some kind of locked room scenario that will upset Battler, please? I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to point out, which is a running theme uh, throughout specifically this chapter now, I've noticed it. Um, they will pause an epic fight sequence to do some maths. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah they'll they will. Keep, they'll keep giving, hitting you with different maths, and they do this several times throughout this chapter. Yeah. <laughs> the one I've got is um, there was so the seven giants, um, which made for two hundred and ten for the seven giants, and all of those burst at once, with each splitting into thirty four thorns for a total of six thousand three hundred. I'm like, buddy nothing has me on the edge of my seat like some epic multiplication yeah they were like you know what will make this seem better is if we put some big numbies in here um, <laughs> to really really establish how many lightning bolts we're getting <laughs> i love some big numbies <laughs> um and they, they do this several times when there's like big fight scenes throughout the uh the rest of this episode is like yeah they'll they'll stop and be like here's the maths and i'm like i don't care like as someone with dyscalculia i find that um extremely upsetting and pointed (laughs) (laughs) this is the true horror of umineko yeah i'm like i see i'm not i'm not welcome here i see (laughs) um so we cut to the next day the um, adults have been um, apparently in like the dining room arguing all night, yeah, uh, or something. And uh, they leave, and they there's a horrible smell, seemingly coming from the hmm. boiler room. I wonder what that uh, is. Hmm. But they can't seem to get in, and there are a lot of locked doors everywhere. So they opt to um, uh, break into the. Uh, the parlor. Yeah, because it has a magic uh, circle on the, on the door, floor, and they're like, uh oh, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, they go in and they fire the window, uh, Rudolph breaks it, and they find the body of Shannon! Ooh. 
who, according to Dr. Nanjo, is yes. dead. Yes. Um. Um, and, however, Battler's not really interested in this right now, because he's still, like, freaking out. <laughs> About, about the witch, witch battle. You know. Which, fair uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And then, uh, Mentor Treacher shows up and is like, call me Virgilia. Yeah, yes. she's like, yeah, Virgilis, that's that's a bit on the nose, I'll be Virgilia instead. Oh, like, oh yeah, because yeah. that's so different. Um, yeah. So, I yeah. think now is a good time to talk a bit about the history of episode three, because there is a bit of a history okay. of episode okay. three. So... Um, the original plan episode for episode three was called Land of the Golden mm-hmm. Witch. However, following the reception of episode two, uh, where a lot of people were finding it so difficult, they gave up uh. <laughs> trying to solve the mystery. Um, uh, Ryukishi decided to rewrite the episode uh, under the title Banquet of the Golden Witch. And so a character from Land of the Golden Witch called Vigilius was rewritten in part to become Vigilia. And also elements from that character were later used for a character we have not yet met. Interesting. Yeah, it was a male character rather than a than a female character. Okay, I didn't I because I I didn't know yeah, I wasn't aware of how sequentially these like the episodes were written, I guess. Like I assumed they Mm. were like released um in an order but like yeah if you've if you're fully rewriting bits of it based on your audience reception then like okay interesting because i'm fairly sure my theory is the conversation we're about to talk about between um uh vigilia and battler would was probably going to be one that they were going to do Mm. a lot later because um it you helps. Know, it, I'll say that. It, it, it helps a lot. It's a really big hint. And I could see him do it, like saving it for later as like a big twist. But putting it here, I think, kind of alleviates the problem of people just kind of like. Yeah, after up. episode two, we really need a win. Like, we really need a hint yeah. of mm. something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they have a conversation about uh, brown tubes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Battler's like, well, I'm pretty sure there's something to do with science. I didn't really understand it. And Vigilia's like, no, there are little men inside there that are changing the pictures on the TV. And uh, uh, is like, we can't really prove which one of us is right unless we literally take apart the brown tube. So right now, the island we're on, this like super closed island, is like a brown tube that we can't take. Yeah, apart. it's simultaneously full of little men and also isn't. Yeah, it's it, there are two conflicting explanations that both exist, and we have no way of definitively. It's the Schrodinger's cat of islands. Yeah, the answer is both science and magic. Until the police come, which isn't happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is an an interesting misuse of Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> uh, if you know about quantum physics, feel free to write in and not explain quantum physics to me, because uh, I know that Schrodinger's cat is like specifically to do with a physics phenomenon. Um, it's not to do about like whether witches do or don't exist. 
um it's less of a thought experiment <laughs> yeah i'm i'm willing mm-hmm. to i'm willing to accept while maybe not schrodinger's cat i'm willing to accept like okay there's two islands that exist there's the human explanation the witch explanation i feel like that's pretty fundamental lumen echo yeah um we are seeing the witch explanation and trying to figure out the human explanation yeah because the 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 narrative Mm. we are presented which has been established is like beatrice is controlling what we see she's picking what scenes we see and how we see them so she's just presenting the magic version to us the whole time um yeah and we need to to like piece Mm. together with the evidence that we have how humans could have done it yeah Uh, so basically like the conclusion of this is Virgilia saying that it doesn't matter how much magic bullshit you're shown, it, that that doesn't mean that the science mm-hmm. version can't all can can't also exist. Um, yeah, which yeah. helps having poor Battler having seen all yes. of this nonsense. She's like, you don't have to think about that because in your version, did that just didn't happen? Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Which is how you know. Um, uh, that huge battle happened in the rose garden yeah, yeah no that's the other thing it. isn't it it's the it's the say, well. like the lack of evidence proves that in his human human version that that didn't exist that didn't happen mm-hmm. yeah exactly because it's not like there are suddenly these giant towers in the rose garden yeah. that came out of which nowhere. i think that only happened in yeah will be interesting when for instance examining the scene with canon canon the zombie cannon killing people in the servants room in Mm. episode two um because we can then look at what evidence there is to see what so like for instance there was blood everywhere Mm. which implies that at least uh, and Mm. when we found the the corpses of kumasawa and nanjo they did have their throat slit which does kind of imply that at least that bit did happen yeah um but yeah. any of the stuff with there actually being a cannon, him exploding into particles because of a spider web, like there's no evidence apart from the memories of the people who witnessed it. Yeah. Yeah, the only the only evidence we have is that the people that yeah. were fairly yeah. convinced that And Shannon <laughs> and uh, George and Goda's death, similarly, like actually the recount that we get that involves witches would produce a very different murder scene to the one we get as well um, yeah it it means that like it mm. it really i don't know for instance where any of the murders happened in in this episode because we're mm. we're shown a version in which they're killed in places and then moved but that's not necessarily what actually happened mm. <laughs> yes. um yes so uh Battler and Beatrice have a bit of a like a duke out over the locked rooms. Um, yeah. yeah, so let's go into the locked rooms. So the adults have investigated and found this chain of locked rooms. Um, basically, Shannon, the the parlor that Shannon was locked in, contained a key to the next locked room and mm-hmm. her master key. Um, and it kind of goes round in a ring until we get to Cannon's corpse, which is yeah. uh, mm-hmm. inside the chapel. And that one has the parlor key back in it, so that closes the loop. Yes, that closes the loop. Uh, and Kinzo specifically is found burning in the boiler room. 
Yeah, and he has the um, Beatrice's first letter with him because he doesn't have a master key. So he has the letter instead. Yes. He has the letter. It's a letter that basically says, I will keep yeah. killing people until you solve the epitaph. Yeah. Come on, solve it. Um. So, and also at this point, uh, the adults have acquired guns. That's right. Guns multiple. This time, yes. there are four Four Winchester rifles, uh, which each of the um, siblings have. So uh, none of the spouses are armed as of yet. It is just the... Yeah, so I'm kind of presuming that there were four guns in the previous two episodes as well, but that because only one person went looking for them, um, they just took one. Um... Also... Last episode, Rosary's given the gun. She she goes and try like she goes and asks for one, and so I'm assuming Kenzo just gave her one rather than being like, "Oh, you can take all four of my guns," yeah. um, which is yeah. interesting. Natsui, of course, just took what she wanted, but yeah, Kenzo mm-hmm. was gone by that point. So, R.I.P. Beatrice. But yeah, Kinzo is burned in the boiler room again in basically exactly the same scenario as in episode one. And that's suspicious. Yes. Mm. Yes. Because it uh, implies some either the same killer of both or a really weird coincidence. Um, I wonder mm. if at this point um, I could request a red truth from you, Courtney. Ooh. You are willing to decline. Um, okay. Is it the same culprit mm. every time? Or do we get different culprits? Hmm. I will decline <laughs> answering this. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm not going to say um, why. Can I request a second red Go truth? Go on. Um, are episode one and two the same culprit? Hmm. I'm going to decline to answer that as well. Interesting. I think I think those are going to be pretty big. Yeah, I was just fishing to see. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah, and they have the same fucking conversation where they're like, "But it has to be Kinzo because look at his toes." Yeah. Yes, and to be fair, Kraus is alive this time, so it can't be Kraus in there. Which was my theory in episode one. Yeah, the the siblings do actually debunk quite a few of the theories that we had about like fake corpses and stuff for for that and for this we one. do get a red truth from beatrice which confirms that the six are dead yeah and she names all, she of, names them. all of them yeah um yes. as well um. um they believe at least nanjo suggests that he thinks the cause of death for all of them are either stabbing or gunshot which is interesting because those are quite different mm-hmm. um yes. But I presume he kind of, on an individual basis, kind of, yeah, means that like that's probably establishing that one might have been a gun. Mm. Um, the we get a full definition of a closed room from Beatrice, which is important. Basically, the closed room there is no outside um, interference, um, so mm-hmm. uh, you can't. W- there's no hidden doors. There's no intervention from the outside. Once it's locked, it's locked. Yeah, yeah, the only exception to this is that you would be able to, for instance, talk through the door. You can make noise. People can hear you through it. Um, I do think it's interesting that the closed room definition, none of that's said in red. 
um but because it seems fairly um um integral to understanding uh any of the rest of it i'm going to assume that it the red vm closed room definition is true cool yeah i i think that umineko wants to establish boundaries within which it will operate i think Mm -hmm. that's the point of the red truth that's the point of this um locked room definition because it wants to be solvable or it wants Mm -hmm. to like it's almost like showing off by being like i will not go without these limits but i'm still going to do all of this interesting yeah it kind of sets it up at the beginning kind of with this idea that maybe there aren't any limits and then starts to impose them later on Um, which i I do enjoy (laughs) yeah i have some feelings about this but uh, they will come up a little bit later yeah so we get confirmation on the number of master keys there are five um so that removes you know master key manipulation um Yes. And there's no uh, there's no auto lock on any of the doors, and no one was hiding. Yeah, yeah, and all of the all of the individual keys for all of the rooms were found in one of the other locked rooms, which they notice yes. early on actually because like the, they go into the servants' key box to have a look at what keys are missing, and I don't know exactly how all of the siblings can recognize hundreds of keys on site, but we'll like you know. <laughs> take their word for Maybe it i guess labeled. that they're like they're, they're like oh yeah this the ones that are locked are missing um yeah so they have a bit of a a bit of a fight um over like how exactly the things could be tampered with and battler comes to the conclusion that somebody there was an accident there was a trap yes so Basically, uh, Battler tries the, uh, maybe someone was killed, retreated, locked themselves in a room, and then died. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is like, that can't happen, the six all died instantly. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is clarified by saying they didn't necessarily die, like, instant instantly, but they died instantly enough that they were incapacitated at the moment they were killed and couldn't do anything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have okay. enough strength to, like, run away. And then Battler asks her to repeat that all the deaths were homicides. She yes. repeats instead that none of the six committed suicide. Yeah, which is which is different. And I'm like, oh, okay. She yeah. didn't want to say that they were all homicides, probably because they aren't um, all homicides. Um, but what does that leave, I think, is an important question. <laughs> Uh, basically, Battler uses that to wedge uh, an issue of it being an accident that yep. someone uh, that you know maybe Kinzo tripped and fell in the boiler, or you know yep. <laughs> something like that. Um, I I'm here going to accuse Genji of uh, having committed all or most of these murders, and uh, the, him being the like the the, the piece here that. The, the accident or whatever happened to mm. um, because it's possible for him like you just need one person to close the loop you maybe canon and shannon were implicated in kenzo's murder maybe even commissar and goda's uh but i think genji is the person that closed that loop okay. um, but yeah it ends us in an interesting situation because she starts trying to say no one died as part of an accident not in red 
<laughs> and Renove just like covers her mouth and goes, we're going to go and strategize now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's there's clearly something to do with the method of death that is really important in discovering this. But I don't know what it leaves us because she said in red they weren't killed by traps. They weren't suicides. Uh, they died instantly. She tried to say they weren't accidents. So I don't know whether we can like rule out accidents. She didn't say it in red. Um and she refused to say they weren't they were all homicides so i presume not all of them were homicides so we're kind of left with like possible accident natural causes <laughs> genji kills five people and then drops dead um maybe they all just had food poisoning genji just had a heart attack yeah uh, just like... you know great timing on genji's part um... yeah they all just came yeah. down with a little something you know um, I'm, I am a bit confused because homicide is the killing of a person by another person and suicide is the killing of a person by themselves. So what are the sides have we got left? Like pesticide? <laughs> so let's see. It's, it's accidental death. There's death by like natural causes or death by like an illness. Um, yeah. There's, uh, and I think that's about all we kind of have. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm guessing like it, I feel like the answer has to be something along the lines of five homicides and an accident or um, something. Yeah. Um, five five suicide five homicides and food poisoning or. <laughs> um, um, food poisoning wouldn't kill you instantly, though. This is my thing. No, no. Well, maybe if it was really bad. <laughs> five five homicides and an allergy flare-up. Uh, yeah. Did, did Genji have his EpiPen with him? You see, if Jessica was one of the people who died, you could say like five homicides and an asthma attack. Um, mm. Yeah. Unless any of them are secret asthmatics. Secret. Uh, I feel like <laughs> secret asthmatics. asthmatics. <laughs> 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 what if that's the that's the solution to Umineko is secret asthma. Secret asthma. And actually, everyone on Rock and Gema has asthma. <laughs> um. It's all the pollution out there. Um, if it was suicide, I would, I would be like a hundred percent fully committed to Genji has yeah. killed all the other ones and then committed suicide because he's loyal to Kinzo and the game that Kinzo has it, created. Yeah, that's very, very something he would do. Um, however, uh, I, I guess he just tripped and fell on his own stake. Or maybe, maybe Kinzo organized all of this and then just accidentally fell in the boiler. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. He's just clumsy. <laughs> and he's done that in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to stop putting up these trip lines in the boiler room. Imagine this like oversized banana peel that someone just yeah. like left in the boiler room and he's just like whoa, whoa well he's not used to wearing the long skirt you see so he's like toddling around in that really big dress and then he and just like, trips over the skirt and boink i feel like this is exactly the kind of thing that would happen to me if i ever decided to be an evil villain slash <laughs> is you're just I would, bottom carter i would i would set up like i would set up something so intricate and i'd do it and then right at the last minute i'd accidentally kill myself <laughs> <laughs> as well and be like shit 
the at least you would therefore create the perfect lock room chain yeah yeah it would be extremely confusing because then one would be like but why would anyone do this and be like (laughs) i didn't mean to (laughs) um yeah interesting but as battler points out we don't need to say definitely how it was done just how it could be done yes you just need to have an explanation that is an um, an alternative to a magical explanation essentially yes Yes. which you have provided regardless of how plausible or implausible it might seem you just need to provide an explanation that it probably wasn't you know Ronave magically yeah. moving all the corpses into various rooms and locking them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I assume with this explanation that the um the murders happened within the rooms that they were found in? That is not stated in red. It isn't. Um but I really feel like if they had been moved in a human explanation, there would be an awful lot of blood around that you'd have to clear up afterwards and that just seems difficult i'm willing to believe that in my genji shannon canon uh kinzo explanation that perhaps the murders that were committed by multiple people were bodies that got moved like for instance maybe kinzo but then that later on as shannon and canon die and then eventually genji um those happen in the rooms that they were in yeah because i i feel like i i feel like other than that you'd have to like you'd either have to do a big cleanup operation um Mm -hmm. to move a load of blood which for instance we saw in episode one that there was a big scene in the dining hall with loads of blood whoever the killer was there did not bother to move Mm -hmm. to like um to clean anything so you'd either have to do that or you'd have to find a way to incapacitate your victims first move them into the right place and then kill them yeah um which seems like a lot of effort i guess you could bait them there yeah um but yeah a lot of effort um and also doing this while trying not to disturb the adults who are arguing in the dining room yeah like like there are people in the house during all of this um they're they're yelling about gold they're going to be talking about the yen value of gold for quite a while (laughs) i think i think what they're actually canonically doing is they're they're trying to think of strategies for how to deal with a beatrice inheritance stealer yes um, yeah situation um so but We yes. then go back to the adults who are uh, now discussing a serious attempt to uh, solve the epitaph. Finally! <laughs> we actually, episode three, the adults are finally like, okay, let's sit down and solve this. Because clearly, like, yeah. whatever is happening is not going to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we get some suggestions. Uh, there's something about anagrams. Yep. Potentially there being an anagram involved. Uh, and... Wordplay, definitely, in some sense. Yes, there's some wordplay. Uh, and we can discuss the... Um... So there are two versions of the epitaph that exist for the English version of the game. One which is just a straight translation of the Japanese, and one which modifies it slightly to make it solvable in English. Um, mm. 
So we're going to discuss the one which is solvable in English because uh, mm -hmm. I don't believe any of us are uh, great at Japanese. No. Yeah. So, um, um. Rosa and Ava have this particular discussion where um, they, uh, where Rosa points out that it's weird that it says you will receive the treasures of the Golden Land once and for the last time. Uh, and that it's weird that, why would you say that, why would you say and for the last time if you're already only receiving it once? Yeah, I do think that's quite a good argument for for that last bit, at least, being an anagram. Mm. Um, not to spoil anything, but in Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward, mm. um, there is there is a bit where basically um, there's a long phrase written on a wall and one of the letters is spelt wrong. One of the words is spelt wrong. And they use that to work out that it's an anagram. Mm -hmm. And I will point out, so like, I don't know how solvable this epitaph is because technically in that game, you could solve that, you could work out what the anagram was. It's 35 letters long. Hmm. So the amount of combinations that you could come up with of that, you can spell basically anything you want. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, technically you could... P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-
the six letters that you then remove from something, but they don't know what you would remove the letters from mm. um, to do that. Um, and at this point, I'm like, I'm desperately trying to work it out, but I also don't know how solvable it is based on the information we currently have. Well, regardless, Ava manages to figure something out and sneaks mm. off to the uh, library that's in the guest house, sort of like an overflow library for Kinzo's yeah. books. And pulls yeah, out- so that's interesting because it suggests that whatever whatever she's kind of looking looking for, there is information that can be found in a reference book that like mm. helps her solidify her theory, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, the one other important thing they talk about is that... Um, yeah, so if the river is metaphorical, then sweet fish could be could be something a bit metaphorical as well. Uh, Hideyoshi talks about how sweet fish, when they're born, go into the sea, even though they're freshwater fish, mm-hmm. and then come back to reproduce. Um, and so, like, whether the kind of going somewhere that you're not supposed to be and returning, maybe that's a clue. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe literally the sea is a clue. Um yeah. We also, and, the, and then they talk about how, like, village is probably also a metaphor. They talk um, about the possibility that um, it's something she was Maria. And then Rose is like, no, it's not. Dad didn't want me to call her Maria. Yeah, because they, <laughs> they talk about the family tree suggestion. And apparently the Japanese character for village is included in Maria's Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, name but yeah rosa's like he wouldn't have used that he didn't want me to call her that and he doesn't even like her (laughs) i'm like rip rip kinzo um his epitaph bit epitaph um theory is being destroyed because he hates his family again um i've got courtney the fandom star that's what the anagram's for incredible spelt C O R T N E Y T H E T H O L. Really interesting spelling of the there. F A N D U M S T A R. Courtney the Interesting. Ava works it out and goes, oh my god, this makes so much sense. Maybe too much sense. <laughs> someday someone will do a podcast about it <laughs> um, Ava is talking by um, the way this whole time with like the younger version of herself you know yes. who's like helping yeah. her solve it and I'm like hmm you're talking about magic a lot yeah it's so frustrating because they're having this conversation and Ava's doing a lot of oh no wait it couldn't be and like implying that she's had revelations and then just not telling us about them um thumbs down don't like that Ava yeah it's it's miserable but like I think some things that we can kind of deduce from it are for instance that like she she works out um she works out where the key is, basically. And she kind of goes, is it okay for it to be in that place? Mm. Which... No, no, it's Courtney the fandom star Thought Hell. <laughs> is it okay to be in Thought Hell? 
<laughs> okay. That's a great name for an anime. Umineko solved. Umineko solved. The gold is in the I'm hell. so sorry. Um, that, I, I that really once and for the last time, you do have to spell that time like the herb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, my suggestion, time. my suggestion for the next week <laughs> is that the Twitter is just different anagrams of once and for the last time, but like really stupid ones. <laughs> when um when this episode goes up, I'm just gonna continue to tweet stupid stupid oh, anagrams. No. That's so Maybe clever. you'll come up with it in doing so maybe you'll find the answer i'm gonna run it through a bot i love this um <laughs> i do want to point out that we know canonically that rose has been to kuadorian and i'm still not unconvinced mm. that kuadorian is my beloved mm. town of old or my beloved hometown yeah uh i think ava's not told us everything i bet that ava i i wonder whether it's a passage off the island or something um but there is something to do with a shoreline and i'm just like okay rivers lead to the ocean there is a genuine river of some description through kuadorian that these two ladies know about that we don't know about uh or like a metaphorical river yeah it's it's interesting because um so ava clearly knows about the place that contains the entrance and it implies i think that she knows it better than just for instance um i feel like it's not just that she's heard the story rosa told about kuadorian i feel like if it is kuadorian she's had some kind of experience with it herself to know about it especially because she um we don't see her go there because we're not allowed to see what it where it is but like when it's not implied that she spent ages searching around for anything like she seems to know she seems to know oh i know where that place is and she also says like because of that i know what the sacrifices mean yeah so Um, she she's like going down she's in the library she does something there's a, a mouth a light switch of some kind that she pulls and there's like a passage down. Um, no, and she's, that's she's the location. She's of the outside gold. when she does that because there's rain. Yeah, there's like right. a jump cut. Yeah. Okay. She, so okay. we don't see her. We know that she leaves the guest house to do it. We know the entrance isn't in the guest house because when she mm-hmm. returns, she has to return to the guest house from the outs yeah. from outside. Um, I'm absolutely standing by that. That's the chapel. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna continue my theory that that's a chapel. Um, but yeah, she does, like, we do, we catch back up with her when she's, like, she's in the, the entrance to a tunnel, basically. Yes, yeah. I'm so sure here that we get, um... <laughs> the audio listeners, Connie is doing basic magic tricks. <laughs> magic is real. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Magic is real. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I'm. I think it's. I think it's in the um, chapel. I think there's an underground network of passages around Rock and Jima that we're just finding out about, <laughs> and the um, that's how a lot of the deaths are made um, that lead to Kuadorian, and that's the the Sweetfish River. Okay. It's not a river. It's passages. Well, in the passage, there's some red paint that says. Um... On the tenth twilight, the journey ends, and you shall reach the golden land. Um, yes. And inside is a lavishly decorated room. 
referred to as the sealed VIP room, and there, Ava discovers a mountain of gold. Yeah, so the gold is real, mm. and I, I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. Um, Everyone take a shot for yen value of gold mention. I know, because she fully, she's fully like, it's time to talk about the yen value of gold. And she does, for ages. It's 20 billion yen of gold. What we're going to do is, we're going to end it here with Ava discovering the gold. Oh my god. I think that's a good stopping point. To be fair, we are at an hour. Oh shit! So, but she does assess the yen value of gold multiple times. This is not the only time yeah. she's confronted with the gold, and every time she sees it, she's like, "That's twenty billion yen right there." Do we have a, a moment to talk a little bit more about the epitaph? Yes, and we have a moment sure. to talk a bit about the gold, which uh, yes. has d- is imprinted with the one winged eagle. Uh, although apparently the impression mm. uh, kind of sucks, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I have strong feelings here so i'm my theory is that the hmm, do i do this now sure i'll give you a little bit so i have a theory that the mantle of beatorice is something to do with the gold or specific knowledge of the island Mm -hmm. which is why i think kumasawa is mental beatorice because she has intimate knowledge of the island having lived here before it was rock and jima um i think this is why I've been accusing Kinzo of being Kinzo Trichie because I, I'm starting to feel like maybe Kinzo has this intimate knowledge of the island, and um, I, I, I'm I'm feeling like this passages and stuff is something to do with that. I'm unsure. More on this as it unfolds. Hmm. Um, but I I did I did seeing this gold and being like, oh, you've like gone to the golden land, and I was like, okay, there's something to do here with the key. Maybe the culprit discovers the key each time or something. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's what I've got. That's what okay. I've written down is like, I think this gold is like really important for figuring out who the culprit is or at least who yeah. the culprit is. Because in episode two, three ingots of it were left at the murder scene. Mm-hmm. Which implies yes. that the person who did it already worked out where it was, or already knew where it was. Um, the murder scene, which is in the chapel where the gold is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. And and they do establish. So I'm going to talk a bit more about the tunnel. Okay. Um, which. Um, so it's it's clearly some kind of. I I believe that Eva knew where the place was that contained this tunnel but had never been in the tunnel before because she doesn't seem to recognize it um she's a bit worried there's a light switch and an open close switch on the inside she doesn't want to close it because she's worried she won't be able to get back out again um Mm -hmm. in case it's like damaged um so she seems kind of unfamiliar with it it's the tunnel's underground and she does say that she thinks it was built around the same time as the mansion. So it's old. Um, and I don't know what that means. I think the chapel was also built around the same time as the mansion, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's also interesting that this its this tunnel is really wet. Um, yeah. They talk about, so like, 
there's there's water dripping from the ceiling there's water running down the walls but the water dripping down the walls is running into these little gutters mm. that take it away which makes me think that this was a place that they knew would be wet which makes me think it's under the sea yes it's certainly like adding to the idea of rivers and water if nothing yeah else. and and you know there's the whole the sweet fish they go to the sea then they come back like yeah. um Maybe that's uh, you go to the sea, you go under the sea, you get the gold, you come back to reproduce or whatever. Um, Ava's going on about the flipping uh, the shore as she's like solving the epitaph. She's like the shore, the shore. Yeah, the village, both the village and the shore are important, and she like fixates on those for a bit. And I don't know why, um, but they're going to be important. And she also um, has a thing about making something uh, six letters. Yeah, she has. She she kind of thinks of something, goes, "Well, that's not six letters." And then, like little Ava is like, "Oh, we'll think of a way that it could be." So it suggests that like, something is like rephrased. Um, mm-hmm. or or like shuffled around or something in a way that makes it six letters, even though the original thing she thought of wasn't. Um, yeah, these these are all my thoughts basically, and I'm like I don't have a conclusion based on this. Um, but you, which is upsetting because I really wanted one. You still have thoughts. And I think that's important to acknowledge. I do, yeah. I, I still have... This brain is not empty. <laughs> completely. It's always good to know. I love that for you. Um, For the audio listeners, while Jess has been talking, I've been, like, counting off letters on my finger, trying to think of <laughs> locations that we know that is... Uh, yeah, letters. I mean, that's the thing, is that we, we don't know if the entrance... Um, if we don't know if the the key to the golden land is in a place that we've actually know about yet um so this is the thing i was bringing up earlier is like umineko really wants to like establish boundaries with which it operates with but then it will pull bullshit like this where it's like i don't know that we can solve the epitaph because i don't know we have all the information and it's just gonna like reveal a bit later on and be like oh my god it was this all along it's like we had no way of I, i i'm like Sure, okay, we've got a lot of the clues, but also, I don't know that we have enough. Like, there's so many different words for places that could be, like, the word cliffs is six letters. Mm. The word forest, (laughs) F-O-R-S-E-S-T. Yeah, it's six letters. The word forest (laughs) is six letters. It's like... Actually, there's loads of different words that could be six letters that could be where the gold is. And I'm I'm a little bit, like, dubious as to, like, how much Umaneko is like, we're operating within these rules, but we also have secret information that we haven't given you yet. And I'm like... Chapel uh, is six letters. Chapel is six letters. Chapel? Mm. Six letters. Um, I don't know we, if, yeah, if that... We don't know the... Um, the writing on the top of the chapel that's in English. We still don't know that. I think we do. I think it, it. they talked about it. It basically just said, like, this door opens when a miracle occurs. Oh. Well, we don't know the exact wording, um, but that is the gist of it. Yeah. The gist was, like, it'll happen in one in a billion times or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I, uh, there's, there's, I, I've got a lot of questions here and I feel like the novel hasn't given us enough to answer them yet. And I'm a little bit like, okay. Yeah, because I'm like, I simultaneously, I think the chapel makes more sense in a lot of ways for it being the key. But I don't know how that would connect to his like beloved homeland. Uh, whereas Kuadorian makes so much sense for that, but I'm not sure it makes sense for any of the rest. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm still oh, pro-secret tunnels. One other thing that mm-hmm. Ava mentions that made me think was she, when she's in the tunnel, she's like, I wonder if anyone else has figured it out. And she kind of goes, Rosa won't have. She's an idiot. Um, but maybe Kyrie has because she's quite bright. And I'm like, Kyrie isn't one of the siblings. So if she's mm-hmm. worried that Kyrie's worked it out, it implies that it doesn't necessarily involve secret sibling-only knowledge. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that does trump a little bit of my, like, Rosa and Ava have special knowledge theory. Maybe? I don't know. I think you might be right on that one, but also, I don't know. But, like, they also, like, if it's something that they could have got from the Rosa telling us about Kuradorian situation, which Kyrie was present for, maybe, like, you yeah. know, it could be something yeah. like that, so... I don't know. I want to know the answer, and I don't. Chapel six letters. Chapel six Let's letters. Go. Well, on the note of... I called it earlier. I'm sticking by that one. On the note of chapel six letters, I believe we should <laughs> wrap up this episode. Which, by the way, mm. is our tenth episode. Big milestone. Woo! This is the tenth tea party. Kind of. Oh, very good. <laughs> And I've even finished my cup of tea. Ah. Oh my god, <laughs> So here's to uh, many more episodes. Uh, at least 32, I think, if we go at the pace we've been going at. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> Although it seems like this episode is taking us a bit longer. We'll see. Um, I think we'll still get it done for, but uh, you never know. Um. And by the end of it, I will have solved Doom and Echo, so there'll be no more podcast. That's true. <laughs> that is true we're gonna have 18 episodes because we have to stop because you've solved doom and echo yeah and the, the, because the... there are no more people than that on the island <laughs> there are no more than 18 episodes of hidden uh... <laughs> well be sure to check us out on twitter at hidden tea party and the rest of our socials are in the description so Thank you and good night. Bye. Bye.